And as a mom, I'm sure you guys can't imagine if your child didn't have a suitable book that's appropriate for their age, that's appropriate for, you know, their worldview, that's appropriate for them to get their hands on. And she realized that she needed to do something. So to date, they've donated over 425,000 books. Welcome to the Moms Who Create podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Heil, and I am thrilled to share a podcast that celebrates the incredible moms who are pursuing their creative passions. Are you a mom who feels like you just can't balance your creative pursuits with the demands of motherhood? Each week, I'm bringing you interviews with accomplished and talented moms who have made their creative dreams a reality. I talk to writers, artists, musicians, and entrepreneurs who have successfully found a way to do what they love while raising the ones they love. Some of the writers I talk to are New York Times bestselling authors, while some are self-published first-time authors. I also share my own insights and resources to help you navigate the unique challenges of being a mom who creates. So whether you're an early bird or a night owl, a seasoned pro, or just starting out, I want you to know that you can pursue your creative passions and be an amazing mom at the same time. Grab a cup of coffee, a notebook, and get ready to join our community of like-minded moms who are on a mission to live intentionally and create with purpose. This is the Moms Who Create podcast, and I can't wait to share this journey with you. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Moms Who Create podcast. Back in episode 27, I spoke to Leslie Gang, the co-founder of Hindi's Libraries. Leslie is a mom, and so is the inspiration behind it all. In August of 2018, the Long Island community faced a sad loss as they said goodbye to an amazing person, Dr. Hindi Krinsky. She was only 32 years old. To keep her memory alive, her family and friends decided to build three libraries in her children's school. They asked the community for gently used books to fill these libraries. And guess what? Within just two weeks, they got around 500 books. But that was just the beginning. It turned out to be way bigger than they thought. Since 2018, they've collected over, ready? They've collected over 400,000 books. They are almost to that half a million mark. That's a lot of books. They've teamed up with over 750 organizations all around the world, in every state, and even beyond the borders. Now they're working together to keep Hindi's love for reading alive. They're sharing that love with thousands of children everywhere. It's a beautiful way to remember a special person and spread the joy of books far and wide. Today, I'm chatting with Brooke Young, a publicist for Hindi's Libraries, to give us an update on the organization, let you all know how you can get involved, and also to tell you about the Females of Fiction contest they're running. You're going to you're gonna like that. Hindi's Libraries is important. And I wanted to share this update to keep giving awareness to them as they give out free books to children all over the world. Linked in the show notes is everything we talk about today. And I encourage you to get involved or even donate one of your books because I know a lot of you listening are authors. Thanks for supporting Hindi's Libraries, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. 
Brooke, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. I've talked to Leslie in the past, talked to her about all of Hindi's libraries, all the amazing things that go on. So thanks for joining me today to kind of give an update on Hindi's libraries. It's been a lot since you talked to Leslie, and thank you so much for having me here. As a refresher, in case someone didn't listen to the previous episode, Hendy's Libraries is an international literacy nonprofit. They service the entire United States, as well as portions of the Middle East, Africa, Puerto Rico, and things along that nature. Now, the organization really was started by accident. It wasn't a situation where the co-founder said, I want to be in charge of an international literacy nonprofit. It was in honor of a woman named Dr. Hindi Krinsky who passed away at 32 years old. And just imagine how young that is as a mother to five children. And I know that's really going to touch the heart of so many moms here. She loved literature, of course. She was a, you know, a doctorate in English and she taught students for a living. It's really interesting. They had a Today Show segment a couple years ago and all of her former students were talking about how she always pushed them to read different types of books or get involved in literacy in a new way. So. In honor of her, they wanted to do a little free library at the school where she taught, and they didn't expect anything magical to come of it. But the books kept coming and coming and coming to the point where they didn't know what to do with them. So Leslie Gang, who she just mentioned is a wonderful woman, started to research literacy statistics. And she was fairly harrowed by what she saw is that 60-some percent, I can't remember, it's 60-some odd percent of children in low-income families don't have suitable reading material. And as a mom, I'm sure you guys can't imagine if your child didn't have a suitable book that's appropriate for their age, that's appropriate for, you know, their worldview, that's appropriate for them to get their hands on. And she realized that she needed to do something. So to date, they've donated over 425,000 books. Um, across, like I said, the United States and other parts of the world. And we have done some really exciting and amazing initiatives recently, but I wanted to give a recap on who they were. That's a lot of books. <laughs> it's a lot of books. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you were just sitting there shocked, weren't you? <laughs> That's literally almost a half a million books. That's a lot of books. That's And we're very hopeful for the half a million mark soon. Currently, we're running a book drive with Zoo Atlanta and down in Atlanta, Georgia, and they're doing three separate book drives where they're going to work with their summer camp and work with general patrons of the zoo, where they're going to be bringing books that are suitable for children. And then they're going to be a part of that 425. We also did a partnership with DHL, which is a shipping company. And during Black History Month, and we overshot on that one. So we were shipping individual books to children for Black History Month. And Disney Publishing was really gracious in giving us some great books. We even had Princess and the Frog books, which I was excited about. Um, And we shipped those individually to children's homes. So the people that we've been working with most recently have been the Miss America Volunteer Pageant. We had a great partnership with Taryn Delaney, who is Miss New York, um, DHL, the shipping company, Zoo Atlanta. And we have a lot of other fun things in the work as well as the contest that we are doing all throughout 2023. And we're very excited about that. Ooh, wait, I want to go back for a second because I'm remembering the statistic you said, and that is so sad. That's a lot of children who don't really have books. Like I'm thinking about my daughter. She has, I mean, it's an explosion of books. We're, (laughs) you know, big readers and stuff. She has her, her normal bookshelf 
that is just overflowing. Then so we have stacks on the ground. I have some in the living room. I have them all over. It's pretty much anywhere you go, you'll see a stack of books. So it it really, it really like hurts my heart to hear that. And there's, you know, a lot of factors like literacy deserts. That's something that I have learned about since working with them. Because prior, I wasn't really aware of the fact that literacy deserts existed. It sounds very third world country. And that's not the case at all. So literacy deserts, we also don't think about children that are in like domestic violence or homeless shelters. If they don't have suitable reading material, those children don't get it. In Title I schools, if they don't have enough books for children to check them out of the library, they can't take a book home and read in the same way that other children can. And that just further perpetuates that learning gap, right? But, you know, you have girls, they want to read stuff about The Little Mermaid. They want to read about Elsa. You know, they don't want to read material that's not suitable. So that suitable is really important, too. And at Hindi's, we make sure the books aren't ripped. We make sure the books don't have a bunch of highlighter in them. They're things that a kid would be proud to own, but they're also suitable for their age. And they're appropriate, everybody. But they're suitable to what a child would want and be excited to read. Or that's our hope. What happens when the books come in, because they're new or gently used donations. And gently used means we have to check everybody's definition of gently used. Mm -hmm. And so there's we're making sure that there aren't pages ripped out. We're making sure that there isn't, you know, tremendous highlighter marks. We're making sure a child didn't scribble their name 700 times in a book. And then after they're approved, what we do is we put a sticker on them. That's a Hindi's library sticker that shares a little bit more permission. And that's assigned to those volunteers that they're able to be packaged and then shipped. And shipping, by the way, everyone, is our number one cost. Most people say shipping a book is very inexpensive. And that's true. But when you're shipping 50 or 100 books in a box, that adds up very, very quickly, especially with shipping inflation which is part of the reason we started the Females of Fiction contest, is this contest is solely to raise funding for the shipping because the books come at zero cost to recipients. If you, let's say you lived in Norman, Oklahoma, I know they have some Title I schools and literacy deserts there. If we're sending books to Norman, Oklahoma, and it costs us $200 or $300, there's zero cost to those recipients and they absorb all of the shipping fees. So we were thinking of a creative fundraiser. We said, let's do females of fiction contest, which is for female children's book or female young adult authors to enter their books into our contest for a small fee. And then we're going to be able to use those fees to fund the shipping, which is very expensive. I have learned a lot about shipping recently. So if you haven't heard, the Moms Who Create journal is here. I am so excited to share this with you all. I've created this journal for you to fill with your project ideas, whether you're a writer, artist, entrepreneur, musician, or just a creative of any kind. If you're listening to this podcast, I guarantee that this journal is for you. With over 100 blank pages to plan your dreams, here's a space for your creativity to take flight. Go to momsucreate.com slash journal for more information. Available now on Amazon. <laughs> wow. What a neat contest to do. It's like a win-win for everybody. It really is. That's incredible. We have some very great judges. So we have a TEDx speaker whose TED Talk has gone viral multiple times on TikTok and Instagram. And she has a whole company centered around educators and empowering educators. 
We have a few bookstagram influencers. If anyone knows, guys, I'm one of the judges. (laughs) But we have some amazing women that are judging these submissions. And the criteria to be involved is, you know, of course, you're a woman that wrote a young adult book, um, a teen book, a child book, a picture book. Then you're able to submit into that female subfiction contest. And we have a tremendous amount of different categories. So best illustrations, best cover art, best overall story, best theme. Not only, like you said, it is a win-win because not only can you use that to market and publicize your book and say, my book, Floppy the Dog, was a part of the Hindi's Libraries contest. And you can leverage that in your hometown for TV appearances, for podcast appearances, for media appearances. But if you are one of the winners, we have, you know, $100 gift cards, we have prizes, and you also have that notoriety to say, I won something. And as a publicist, I know winning things goes a long way. And then we're also going to be doing email blast of the winners and, you know, press releases, all of those things to get those winners' names out there. But even for the people that are simply entered into the contest, and maybe don't walk away with a win this year, it's really, really important to note that you can take the fact that you submitted and the fact that it was honored and you can use it to publicize for podcasts Mm. or publicize for TV or whatever it is that you're seeking. Even I know a lot of authors want to do author visits. I do a lot of those. If you want to use it on your social media, there's a wide range of ways that you can use that you know, to get involved and to further promote your book. So really, like you said, is a win for everyone. And even as far as the judges, it's a win for them to put books into their hands because they are people that make decisions around what books are placed on TV, what books are placed in schools and homes. And to know that your entry fee, whether you win or not, is going towards such a good cause, like just the shipping costs to send these books to all these children. That's another part of the win-win when, when, it's very, when. it's very pure. Uh, I have a, a quite offbeat, funny story. When I was in high school, I used to be called cinnamon bun uh, or cinnamon roll, one of the two. And they would say, oh, Brooke, you're so pure. You're a cinnamon roll. That's a little bit how I feel about Hindi's as an overall organization. From getting involved with them, which I have been since 2022, they're very pure. And especially Leslie, she's one of the co-founders. Her heart is very pure around getting books into the hands of children that would not get a book otherwise. There isn't a ton of ulterior motives, and they really, really do run things very, very, very tight. I am the only person that's paid. The only person. Wow. And um, and I even do a nonprofit rate for them. Hendy's really does put all of the money that they raise into that shipping, which is part of the reason we're really pushing this females of fiction. Because we want people's contribution and we want their donation to pay off for them, right? And we want to make sure that you get something out of it and leverage the right way. I promise you can get something out of it. And if you have questions about how to leverage, you just hit me up and I'll let you know. <laughs> so how much longer is the contest running? How, how much longer do people have to enter? Sure. So through November of 2023, we're doing it as a pretty long form contest. And right now our judges are reviewing the books. So we've been reading books. We've been taking notes on some of the books, but there is definitely time to get your entries in. I would really, really suggest that people start to consider getting their entries in in the next month or two. 
Okay. And where can they go to enter? Sure. So they can go to www.hendyslibraries.org. And if you see on that top, oh, what's it called? Sort of like a header. There's going to be a, a place to click the females of fiction contest. When you go there, you're going to be able to see the rules. You're going to be able to see the prizes. You're going to be able to see the categories. And then you're going to choose what makes the most sense for your book. Okay, nice. Seems simple. In the um, in the show notes of this episode, I'll put the link to that. So you can just tap on it. I don't think people really listen to podcasts like on your, maybe on your laptop. Usually I just say tap. <laughs> tap yeah. on it. It'll It'll open up the website and you can just look from there. And, oh, thank you. Uh, thank you. Because yeah. who knows if I said the website right when I was reciting it. But <laughs> no, it'll didn't. be a lot of fun. But we can dive as well into other questions, some of the initiatives we've been doing. So say someone loves the idea of Hindi's libraries and they just want to donate, especially authors. What if they just want to donate some of their books that you can send out to children? How could they, would they be able to send you some of their books to donate? Absolutely. And we're always grateful for book donations. So as far as a general overview of how to get involved, there's definitely a couple different ways. Number one, like you mentioned, donating books is a wonderful way to get involved. If you would like to donate books, you can go to our website or you can email Leslie at hindyslibraries.org. And I'll send that for the show notes. And Leslie is going to be able to coordinate, you know, that donation. Some of the other ways to get involved is let's say you're an author. And you love this idea or you're a mother and you have a lot of friends who are mothers similarly. You can host a book drive. We are always in need of, like I said, suitable reading material, great books, great picture books to donate to children. So you're absolutely able to run a book drive regardless of where you live and you're able to ship those books to us. And we will make sure those get into the hands of children who need them most. Mm. Number three. If you feel obligated or if you feel called and it is aligned for you, we do always accept financial donations and those go directly to the cost of shipping to absorb those shipping fees that I mentioned prior are very expensive. So financial donations and then number four, getting involved with some of our initiatives. So that looks like the contest. We also opened an author affiliate program and within the author affiliate program, we are promoting some of our favorite books to our followers. We're doing email blasts and social media campaigns in exchange for a small portion of that author's sales through a direct period of time. And if you're interested in that, you can always DM our Instagram account. Me or Leslie will get back to you. Or you can email Leslie at hindyslibraries.org. What a wonderful thing Hindy's Libraries is doing. Like, honestly, this is just so, just so helpful and just so kind. I think kind is a really good word to describe what Hindi's libraries is doing. I think that all children, right, deserve access to books. I remember when I was really pretty young, um, I used to read books all of the time. And I credit that to who I am as a person today. And I wish that I read more today. (laughs) But every child deserves the chance, right? Not only to get lost in a story, to experience what that feels like, but to see themselves represented. And so we do focus really hard on representation in books. We think about What do children need to read? What will expand a child's thinking? How can a child see themselves reflected back? And during our Black History Month initiative, we were really stringent on the fact that the titular characters needed to be, you know, people of color. That made the most sense at that point. 
I love. Yeah. I love so we're very, we try to be focused and, and aware and open to everything. And we're always open to new ideas. We get asked a lot, how do you decide who you partner with? It really is when we find people that are like-minded, that have a like-minded mission, that have a like-minded heart, those are the type of people we partner with. So if you have an organization in mind, if you're the leader of a Girl Scouts troop, you know, of course, DM the account and talk with one of the two of us about getting a partnership set up. In my case, I think that I was very undereducated about literacy statistics. It was funny. I guess I always considered myself educated around most things. But the truth was, there was a huge gap in my understanding and a huge gap in my knowledge about literacy and its availability for children in every socioeconomic background. I'm from Ohio. I'm from an hour south of Cleveland. And Cleveland, when I looked up the literacy statistics, were pretty harrowing. I think they were worse than I thought they were. It was eye-opening and challenging to my brain to realize what I had been missing for so many years. Mm. So I really encourage authors, mothers, parents, do your research around, you know, where do children not have books? How can I get books into the hands of those children? Because as we're trying to create a society with a happier, healthier, more harmonious society, that starts with making sure that children feel loved, making sure that children feel cared for, and making sure that children have adequate resources. And if they don't have a book, how can they see, how can they learn, how can they become that person? So I think that is what I would encourage anyone to do. And it's so important because it's right under our nose, all these statistics. And unless it's brought directly to our attention, we do not know it's a problem. Mm -mm. Secondarily, if you feel called, please reach out to us. We are friendly. I promise Leslie might even be friendlier than me. And we are ready to get you involved in females of fiction. We are ready to get you involved in an author affiliate program. We're ready to put your book into the hands of children who need it most. However, you'd like to get involved. We would love to make that happen with you. Overall, I think we feel very honored to be close to the half a million marks of books, but we know that 425 is a huge number, but it still hasn't made a dent in how many children need it. So that's what keeps us going. Hindi's libraries is actually really popular. Like if you Google it, it's all over, you know, all these news. And I think you said the Today Show. We've been really fortunate. We've worked with the Today Show and with people I'm in a multitude of other really great. So PIX11, which is local to New York City, uh, we this morning at 10 a.m. EST, a huge press release was going on in Atlanta about our partnership with Zoo Atlanta. So we're really fortunate to get media and press. One of the really unfortunate parts about media hits, though, is that we, you know, of course it's SEO optimized, but this we go up in a spike, and then we have to find a way to maintain that which is why when we build a loyal base of fans, if you even don't feel called at this time to do anything, but you like our mission and you like what we're doing, I really encourage you to give us a follow on Instagram, to give us a follow on Facebook, because the more people that we have advocating for us and the more people that we have spreading the word, the more children we can help. So even if the most you can do today is give us a follow, I really, really encourage you to do that. And if you have questions about the contest, don't hesitate, like I said, to DM the Instagram or to DM the Facebook or send over an email. But as she mentioned, that contest link will be in the show notes. 
And I really, really encourage people to open their mind and give it a try because yeah. it is going to be so much fun. Guess what? Guess who has a book coming out September 5th? It's me. Hi, I'm the author. It's me. My Day at the Pumpkin Patch, my second children's book will be released September 5th. I'm too excited. I'll give you the link when it gets closer to time if you want to buy it. If not, it's cool. But if you do, that's, that's even more cool. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate every single one of you. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. That super, super helps me out and helps me get a further reach. Also follow me online on Instagram and Facebook at Moms Who Create Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll see you next week.